Hello and welcome, Xbox Nation, to the new episode of Xbox One on One. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I'm joined here by the co host with the Como, someone that is figuring out how to play Resident Evil with his new nightlight he just purchased. Please welcome Zemi Games. Well, thanks for having me, man. And uh, man, I'm not going to play Resident Evil, but I absolutely <laughs> do love this new uh, this new little nightlight that I uh, that I bought. I tweeted it out on um, on well on Twitter. Where else do you tweet? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, all of a sudden, a ton of people like they're like, "Oh, where'd you buy that?" And I, I shared a link, and hopefully, anyone that uh, that that wants to buy this Xbox Lite is able to you know hop over to Amazon and pick it up. I really enjoy it. Uh, I just put it on a shelf behind me, and I think it looks amazing. Uh, but anyway, super excited to be here. Uh, can't wait to jump into these uh, topics, man. And uh, as I said, as I said to you uh, privately, you know, this show Xbox One on One is uh, very slowly but steadily, quite possibly becoming my favorite show that you uh, produce every week, man. Nice, nice. Well, it's glad to have you a part of it, dude. And of course, you know, obviously extending the uh, the world of Xbox for the fans that enjoy the content that we put together each and every week is pretty cool. And having two Xbox shows for me is super, super exciting. Uh, as you can see by today, we're going to be watching some Killer Instinct uh, 2013. And quite frankly, the game is eight years old and still looks pretty damn good. Uh, and you can check that out. And then we're going to get we're going to bring up some other footage from some other games, kind of, you know, mix things up. But we have a guest today. Normally, this is a one on one program. But I think that, you know, bringing another, you know, guests every now and again is uh, something that the, the people enjoy, especially because three bits, also known as the VGHD, is a part of the Xbox Factor podcast. Hey, dude, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, it's really exciting to be on the Xbox One on One. I've been listening with you and Zemi, and you guys hit it very well on a lot of points. So I thought I'd jump in uh, for this special edition episode. Uh, and I love talking about Killer Instinct, so that's uh, going to be really exciting. Well, you know what? The the, the three topics that we're going to be uh, touching on today, because again, this isn't a two-hour show, folks. This is usually runs around an hour and 15 minutes. This is the smaller Xbox program of the week. The big boy comes on Thursdays uh, that you all know and love. We're going to be touching on Killer Instinct and what it means uh, that there was a recent tournament that confirms that uh, the people want a sequel and what Microsoft needs to do to get it done. We're going to be talking about the uh, uh, lawsuit, and that, 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 that particular topic was brought to our attention by Zemi Games, who actually wrote that topic. We're going to be hitting that second. And lastly, closing out the, uh, the program today, is we're going to be talking some Halo, Halo Infinite more specifically. Uh, we have some new information, uh, not only from from uh, 343 Industries, but we also have Cloreal, who dropped a ton of new information regarding some of the gameplay elements that we're going to be uh, privy to when this game launches later this year. And I know everyone is going to have something to talk about, but I do want to start off with Killer Instinct. And I'll say this, you know, when you think about the fighting genre, uh, it's very easy to equate, you know, classic franchises like uh, Street Fighter and Tekken and Soul Calibur and Guilty Gear and even uh, this is an OG Bloody Wolf. Um, but I said Bloody Wolf. Was it Bloody Wolf? No, I, I said Bloody Wolf. That that is an old Turbo Graphics game. I'm talking about the Bloody Raw. Is yep. what I meant to say. I'm saying Bloody Wolf. Wow, that was actually one of my favorite uh, any NEC games. Um, but 
there is one Microsoft exclusive that seems to have been glanced over by the big green corporation. And, you know, we had did a story about this a couple of weeks ago where it was rumored that Microsoft can't find a developer to make a sequel. Well, I called BS then and I call BS now. Um, now, obviously, um, the original... Um, you know, uh, developer was Double Helix and Double Helix Games was purchased by Amazon. And like many of these big companies who try to jump into gaming and fail, dissolved that developer. And that is a shame. And then obviously um, we had, uh, you know, the the incredible team who picked it up. And uh, quite frankly, you know, Iron Galaxy, uh, not known for a lot of things, made an incredible uh, comeback with season two and season three of Killer Instinct. And currently, I think the reason why they're not working on this game and they probably were offered is because they're working on their own new original IP. And supposedly it's it's going to be... like a, a, a brawler slash online fighter. I, I'm not too too excited about it, and we don't really know much about it, to be honest, but it's not Killer Instinct 2, and that's why I have no interest. Uh, but you know what? I, I know there's going to be some people in the chat uh, that are saying, you know, why am I talking about Killer Instinct again? Well, one, because it's my show, and I figured then what the hell, I might as well in, you know, talk about things that I enjoy. But all jokes aside, um, Community icon known as Maximilian Dude had a Killer Instinct tournament on February 1st. And this is where it gets in- interesting, folks. Uh, it saw at peak attendance nearly 45,000 people that tuned in for the grand finale. Now, here is what Maximilian Dude on Twitter said. He says, somehow, the Killer Instinct tournament surpassed our previous event viewership by over 5,000 with 43,000 plus uh, during the grand finale. Thank you for everyone who showed up and everyone who contributed to make this possible. Hashtag bring back KI. And he obviously um, added Xbox, uh, Matt Booty, and of course, Phil Spencer. Now, look, this is certainly not the biggest topic of the show, but I still think that it's ultra relevant for, uh, you know, for a lot of reasons. Now, again, uh, Microsoft has, uh, and, and more specifically, Phil Spencer has talked about wanting to uh, broaden uh, the portfolio, making games for everyone, making uh, Xbox Game Pass accessible and giving people a reason to subscribe. Uh, and the one thing that when you talk about fighters, uh, you know, when you say Capcom, you think Street Fighter. When you say Namco, you think of uh, of Tekken or, or Soul Calibur. Uh, you know, and and the list just goes on and on. But you know what? It's very rare for a publisher slash developer to have an iconic uh, fighting genre. Uh, or, or fighting game in that genre. And, and Killer Instinct is iconic. Uh, it did incredible gangbuster numbers in the arcades. It did that. It, it went even further when it was released on the Super Nintendo and then the N64. And then, of course, when it was rebooted in 2013, I remember literally being at work, still being a, still, out of, still working as a police officer and on, on, on break. 
And I remember jumping out of my chair. I nearly broke the lamp that was above above me because I got so excited because this is one of my favorite fighting game franchises. Zemi, you know, with uh, Maximilian Dude pushing the envelope and, and, and constantly at you know, adding uh, Matt Booty, adding Xbox, adding, you know, hashtag bring back KI. And of course, Phil Spencer. Do you think that with, you know, his influence and of course us here talking about it and many people within the industry wanting a proper KI too, do you think we're ever going to get it? Um, I, I think that it is 100% possible. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's always hard whenever talking about these, these franchises. And of course, you know, Microsoft is seeing all of the feedback from people who post on Twitter and these tournaments and, and they're gauging public interest and all of this different stuff. Right. Um, which is great. You know, I mean, it, you know, that is amazing, but at the same time, you know, if they do make a killer instinct, they want to do it the right way, right? They want to make sure that their that their investment is going to is going to ultimately make them money, right? So I don't think it's you know really at all that surprising that we haven't heard about a killer instinct. Um, I you know and and from you know the idea of expanding the Xbox Game Pass portfolio, I think it makes a lot of sense to have a fighter on, you know, um, for, you know, first party exclusive uh, on, you know, Xbox Game Pass, because it just, it, it adds even more value. And, and, and we've seen, you know, this with, um, you know, with, um, you know, with other avenues, right, uh, of them purchasing Ninja Theory to get that, you know, mature over the shoulder kind of uh, gameplay and with them, you know, purchasing uh, Compulsion to get Psychonauts 2, which is, um a, a more of a uh, child friendly game than let's say Gears of War, right? right. Um, and so you know expanding their portfolio is definitely important. So there's there's reason to do that. Of course, they have a history with uh, with killer instinct on on the Xbox console. So that's you know another reason. So if they were going to bring a fighter to the Xbox platform as a first party exclusive, I think killer instinct makes the most sense. Um, and you know, with the with the comment of the Killer Instinct tournament uh, earning around forty five thousand people watching, that's incredible. Um, but I think that there is just as much, um, you know, consumer sentiment towards other IPs that we haven't even seen yet. Right? You know, last show, uh, you know, you know, the last show that we did for Xbox One on One, we were talking about Quantum Break and how we would love to see uh, that game come back. And I would say that there is easily just as many people that want to see a quantum break um I, or at least you know easily forty five thousand people you know that want to see quantum break come back and 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 have a uh, a sequel as to you know the attendance during the uh, killer instinct um tournament i think a lot of it is just a time game right we just have to wait for this to happen uh we had to wait uh several years for a new fable to uh to come you know to come and and, and be announced and and you know now it's being made. I, I think that it's something that very likely we'll see. It's just we're going to have to wait to see it because Xbox doesn't want to to do this the wrong way, right? And they have a lot of options. They, of course, could build a studio. They could buy a studio. They could uh, contract it out to uh, to a second party studio, right? Like they they have a lot of options on their table of what they can do to make this game happen. I think a lot of it is just 
you know, first off, gauging consumer sentiment and making sure that they're going to have a, 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 you know, an adequate, you know, return on investment, but then also looking at all of those options that are on that table and deciding what would be the best course to have this game uh, being developed and, and, and made for their platform. Uh, and that type of stuff just takes time. And, 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 and I think that that's really ultimately what, what, what the main thing is whenever, we're talking about wanting a new Banjo-Kazooie or wanting a new Quantum Break or wanting uh, a new Killer Instinct. I, I think these things could happen. I think that, they, that there's a lot of uh, reason for them to happen, but I think it's just down to us having to patiently wait for Xbox to figure this type of stuff out and find the best course of action to maximize you know, their, their, you know, their revenue, right? Uh, they don't want to make a bad investment and to ensure that they don't is going to take a lot of time, you know, and research and, 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 you know, patience. I mean, I agree. I, I think that you're onto something. Um, I, 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 I would even dare say that it's not if it's pretty much just when. And when does a reboot of Killer Instinct make sense? Does it make sense right now where they're trying to reboot Fable and Perfect Dark and we have Avowed and we have Hellblade 2 and, and, and several um, uh, forces in production? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, if it, it would be, I'll be honest with you, if I was tasked with um, the choice of a new Killer Instinct or a Banjo-Kazooie, I'm going to be honest with you, I would, it would be literally a coin toss because I think that I would be saddened by not getting one, but extremely happy by getting the other. Um, and um, look, I I'll say this. As long as we keep talking about it, I think they're going to hear. As the one thing I will say about Phil Spencer is that they he listens to the people, and he is obviously have been listening. Some of the decisions that that are currently uh, being produced, uh, some of the games, you know, he heard the heard our cries for Fable, he heard our our cries for a Perfect Dark, and these things are happening. So I would imagine that he has heard the wants. And uh, and suggestions of a new killer instinct. And again, this this game that you're seeing on your screen still looks incredible, and it is over uh, eight years old, if if you could believe it. So it, there is there is still something here, um, and uh, I definitely hear what you're saying, and it makes sense. It absolutely does. You know, three bit. Before I get your uh, opinion on this, I have to catch up on some of these outra outrageous super chats. Now, the first one comes in from. A very generous friend of the show who was extremely generous last night on Primetime Gaming. Master Clowns X3 drops an outstanding and another $20 super chat and says, I'm eagerly, he says, I've been eagerly awaiting this one. Well, thanks so much for that, dude, and thank you for your generosity. We have Christopher, uh, uh, Christopher um, Alexson. Uh, drops an outstanding and very generous $10 super chat and says, I really hope Halo Infinite is going to be good. Boom. Love all your sh podcasts. Oh, dude, that's awesome of you to say. And, and I got news for you. Uh, based on the new screenshots uh, that we've seen, I think we're going to be in for a treat. As a matter of fact, one of the big topics for um, uh, Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast is going to be some new information that broke today from 343 Industries' new boss on and where he answers the question, what is Halo Infinite? He breaks down exactly what that means. So tune in on Thursday for that. Oh, and Christopher, thank you so much. He has become a channel member. Dude, that is freaking awesome. Thank you for your generosity. Definitely appreciate that. We also have a couple of Super Chats that popped in here. Let me see if I can find them. 
I think Zemi might even put, yeah, Zemi, thank you so much. Nightwolf uh, drops not one, but two $5 super chat. And he says this, what's up guys? Boom. Did you, did, did you or anyone here see the new aliens fire fire team trailer? They just dropped. No, I did not know that. He says you will love it. World war Z with aliens, dude. That's dope. Now you mean like aliens from like aliens and predator? Because if that's the case, holy shit, sign me up. Um, and he also drops a second one. Uh, he says, almost wish you could do a live reaction. LOL, it, it's that good. Sorry, Zemi. Many uh, <laughs> may may not be for you. It's, uh, it is co-op. Maybe LOL. Anyways, you have a great show to run. Well, dude, thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for the information. And yes, Zemi would probably play it because it is co-op. Correct. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, wouldn't be so terrified as to play it, but... We'll have to see it. And if it's as good as you say it is, uh, we are probably going to be talking about that on Friday's uh, Breakfast with Boom. And we do have the return of the king. That's right. King David will be joining us on Friday morning. And uh, uh, Logan Meyer will be guest appearing on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast to talk about why Xbox is a second-class citizen in Japan. Uh, yeah, he just did an article for the lordsofgaming.net, and I cannot wait to hear what he has to say on that particular topic. But 3-Bit, listen, as someone who has seen many, many projects uh, uh, get started, get finished, mm-hmm. get canceled, uh, you know, have, have a, a first but not a second, where, where does Killer Instinct for you uh, in the grand scheme of Xbox fall? Is this, is this a franchise that deserves to be relevant in 2021 and beyond? I definitely think so. I, I think the, the tournament viewing does prove that there is a consumer base towards Killer Instinct. It's an IP that Microsoft really needs to take advantage of. I, I just think that overall, and, and Microsoft currently is it the best at using their IPs compared to Sony and Nintendo. And I mean, you have Nintendo using Mario since the very beginning, right? <laughs> They're still using Mario to this day, um, figuring out different ways to use that character um, in very innovative ways and, and just making people love that franchise uh, since the very beginning. And then you have Microsoft uh, sitting on a lot of IPs, not just Killer Instinct, that could be built upon sort of like uh, Jade Empire or Cameo. I think Perfect Dark is definitely a step in the right direction, sort of bringing back uh, uh, IP that they do have. So I hope uh, that is something they do get better with. I know Microsoft uh, did struggle with finding a developer for this game. Uh, which sort of means that at least they're looking at this game, <laughs> which is good. Um, but also, there is a reason why like Xbox Game Studio Publishing exists. Uh, I, I think their primary job over there is to license out and find developers for their studios outside of their main 26 uh, studio branch. So we don't really want Microsoft to rush these things, but at the same time, um, I think a fighting franchise would further diversify their portfolio. I personally would use Xbox Game Studio Publishing to hire uh, different Japanese fighting developers like Arc System Works. Um, I think they are extremely talented studios. Yeah. Guilty about- Gear, but as a matter of fact, Arc is fantastic. I, I remember when Guilty Gear 1 launched on the PlayStation 1 way back in the days. I bought it on a whim. I actually imported it, and I was, I'm a, I've been a fan ever since. Yeah, Guilty Gear and uh, Blaze Blue. Yes, fantastic, great dude. Great um, games. Yeah, 
and I think they even did some of the Dragon Ball Z games. And and I think, hey, <laughs> I know they're they're not inside of the twenty six studios that or, or twenty six whatever studios they have now, um, but I, I think uh, if if that is their job as Xbox Game Studio Publishing seems to be, is not just the twenty six studios and and hiring people outside of that. I think hey, that is a, almost a failure on their part if they can't find somebody. Uh, that is their little job. And um, it, it kind of reminds me of, of Rare also, uh, not wanting to sort of touch their older IPs and set, build upon newer franchise, franchises like Sea of Thieves, which is doing tremendously well, uh, especially on Steam. It constantly hits the charts. Um, so kudos to, to, to Rare. Um, but I, I do think uh, there is definitely some sort of line for the for the franchises that they already have <laughs> and it's building upon that as well um so i think diversifying their portfolio is, is something microsoft is continuing to improve upon um and and phil is already we're, we're starting to see the what phil <laughs> has been talking about for all these years and and uh we're starting to see it come to light which is nice but um yeah, I think the tournament did sort of prove to a lot of people that, hey, there's still a at least a consumer base for this game. Um, and if anything, like, hey, <laughs> I know fighting games aren't um, I, I, we talked about this a couple of times on, on Factor, but like fighting games are, are I wouldn't say a niche but they they are not as big as like of course like a GTA or a Call of Duty or something like that. But the fan base that fighting games do have, they go out and, and buy. That <laughs> you know yeah. they are very uh, loyal and 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 uh, they you know it's fighting games. They they're very good at it. So I would personally love to see it. I hope uh, Microsoft is still looking at this. I personally would love to see a sort of uh an xbox smash bros <laughs> besides Dude. killer instinct yes um, because now they have so many characters now they have doom guy right they have uh the guy uh from fallout they have uh the fusaro da guy from skyrim <laughs> and they can all fight each other so uh they have some options they definitely have some options but i, I would love to see this franchise come back yeah, I you know what? Look, again, selfishly um again in a community the size of Xbox. It may not be as big as Nintendo, certainly maybe not be as big as um as, as Sony's, right? You know, not always does the loudest squeaky wheel get the oil, but I I still think that it's it it is a again, a rarity to have the amount of IPs that Microsoft has and they built from scratch, right? Like they, they, a lot of these IPs are from when no one counts them to even be, uh, you know, why even suggested, why would they even get into the gaming business with the OG Xbox? And, um, they happen to buy rare, uh, you know, during the 360 era and they turn around and they got a bunch of franchises and one of them is Killer Instinct. And like I said earlier, it is an IP that's legendary. It's iconic. Um, I think that, I mean, look, uh, if if we know for a fact that in 2021 through 2022, we're getting another Street Fighter, we're getting another Tekken. We're going to get another Dragon Ball fighter. We're going to get a, a host of other ones. We're probably going to get another Soul Calibur. 
we're getting a new Guilty Gear. You know, I mean, that was already just confirmed. If all of those iconic fighters could find developers to make their games, Microsoft should be ashamed of themselves. Now, again, like Sammy said, this could have, this discussion could have happened, and we just don't know because we're not playing inside baseball. So maybe, like like Sammy, you know, going back to what he said, they are currently on the hunt for one, and they just don't want to throw it to anyone they, because it's special. It's a special IP, and if that in fact is the case, then I'm willing to be wrong and wait. Uh, I certainly don't want to see this game come out and then be given to you know Johnny and Joe's uh, development team. Uh, from Sacramento, who's never done a fighter. You know what I'm saying? Because then they're going to ruin the franchise, and I'm going to be mad as hell. Um, but, uh, you know, again, only time is going to tell. And I think really when you have this conversation, it's not about if. I really think it's about when. And I honestly cannot wait to, uh, you know, to be able to play a new Killer Instinct using the power of the Xbox Series X. I think that, you know, if you look at this game that's eight years old, it still looks incredible. Now, granted, is it, you know, the greatest fighter ever that you've ever seen? No, but it certainly looks damn good. And I think that there is room for this franchise moving forward. So I want to move on to topic number two. And Zemi, I want you to take this away because this is your topic. And this one I didn't even hear about. As much as much as I read, I didn't even I and if I read, I forgot. Tell yeah. me what, what, what you brought to the table today. Well, then also, you know, give credit where credit's due. I didn't even know about this topic or or even think about how it could implicate anything uh, until I was on uh, Green Pass Gaming uh, this Sunday where they actually did this topic as well. So you know, huge shout out to them. It's definitely a podcast that you guys should go check out if you haven't already done so. Uh, but... As for the second topic, it is uh, pretty much all about Bethesda, who are facing a broad class action lawsuit regarding Fallout 4 DLC. And this lawsuit was initially filed in July of 2019 by Jason Devine. Devine, I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, but for context on, or context on what this actual lawsuit is about, Bethesda issued a statement saying that all of their future Fallout 4 DLC would be included into uh, their season pass at the time, uh, you know, and, and that's before uh, the season pass uh, even even issued out or maybe even before Fallout 4 even actually uh, finally published as a game. I'm not really sure on that timeline. Uh, however, years after the release of Fallout 4, um, in its season pass, the company created something called the Creation Club service uh, for both Elder Scrolls Skyrim and Fallout 4. And what this service did was it allowed modders to create uh, and release highly polished additional in-game content for Fallout 4 uh, for players to purchase. Now, the plaintiffs of this uh, class action lawsuit are basically stating that all of the creator club mods or in-game content are downloadable content and should have been included in the season pass that players bought. Um, and uh, a you know it, it, this this all started back in July. Uh, there might be a trial in 2022, and ultimately, what uh, these plaintiffs are trying to do is they're tra they're seeking an estimated uh, 1.1 billion dollars in damages due to wow. uh, due to this. Now, with these you know lawsuits, they're they're always going for this outrageous number in damages. Um, so chances are Xbox or Bethesda or whoever ends up paying this isn't going to actually have to pay that they're going to you know probably ultimately settle out of court for you know a fraction of this 1.1 billion uh in damages 
But where the story gets really interesting is with the current Microsoft acquisition. The plaintiffs of this lawsuit are concerned that this acquisition, if went through, would shield uh, Bethesda because in this acquisition, Bethesda, of course, would then be transferring all of their assets to Microsoft. Uh, the plaintiff's lawyer, Mr. Marchino, uh, you know, said in a statement, what we're trying to, or quote, what we're trying to do uh, is go in and ask a judge to stop the sale between Microsoft and Bethesda to preserve the assets. And it's known as a motion for preliminary injunction. So this is, uh, this is a pretty big topic. And I, there's actually two ways, two questions that I really want to pose here. Um, the, the first question is, what exactly do you think about this class action lawsuit? Do you think Bethesda did anything wrong uh, that they deserve to be sued? But then the second question is, how do you think that this is actually going to affect uh, the the acquisition as a whole? And uh, I guess, boom, you go first. Well, obviously, the concern would be that this would somehow hold up uh, Microsoft, uh, you know, retaining the ownership of Bethesda and its uh, unbelievable studios. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that uh, the, the first of all, the, the, there's no criminality here. Uh, this is this this to me sounds like someone that is um, is upset and wants to be heard. And that's fine. Uh, everyone's entitled to get their day in court, so to speak. Um, I think that the sale of um, Bethesda ultimately has nothing to do with this particular lawsuit. And I think that Microsoft is well aware of it. I think that even before Microsoft made the announcement of the purchase, they were aware of this lawsuit. So I think that their lawyers, who are very high-paid high uh, attorneys, were uh, under the belief that this could not stall uh, this monster deal. Um, and now, is it something that they're going to settle out of court? I, you know what? I honestly don't know, but I, I'm actually surprised it's gotten this far, to be honest with you. And it wasn't thrown out initially because I don't necessarily know if they have a leg to stand on. Um, you know, but with, with, with that said, it, it is certainly – look, if, if, if you're an Xbox fan – Anyone that is anyone would be like, wow, I'm, I'm a little concerned about this. You know, I thought this deal was going to be done. March 5th is around the corner, which is this week. And that is when the, the deal is supposed to be inked. I think that if it was going to be delayed, we would have heard about it by now. And again, like I just want to reiterate, I, I don't think what was done uh, – coincides with this deal going through. I, I think that if they're going to retain monies, that it would not affect it. And I, and I, so I the, the particular word you use is they want to keep this, uh, keep the IP intact. I believe that's what you said. Well, they want, they want to, they want to make sure that Bethesda still owns those assets because they're suing, you know, Bethesda or they're suing Zenimax, right? They want to make sure that that company still has the assets, uh, to to sell off or to come up with the money to pay off um, all of the people who are seeking these damages. And then, of course, the lawyers and stuff like that. Right. And so the concern is, is that if this acquisition went through, then uh, Zenimax, Microsoft the people that they're it. suing, wouldn't actually have these assets to even give, you know, the plaintiffs. Uh, Microsoft would then acquire all of these assets. And then I would imagine maybe they would then have to start from the beginning and start suing Microsoft. I, I'm not really, you know, super knowledgeable in, you know, the whole legality of it. Um, but yeah. 
I mean, look, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, th I think that at this point, um, you know, when you start talking about lawsuits, anytime you talk about a lawsuit, sh yeah, could could it potentially hold things up? Mm -hmm. And the answer is, yeah, it, it potentially could. But I think that, again, you know, even though they th 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 this lawsuit is a couple of years old, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think sure. that it's safe to assume that Microsoft, before purchasing or even attempting to go forward and 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 see if Bethesda wanted to be purchased, that they were made aware of this. This is this isn't broadsiding Microsoft. So I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that this is not going to affect the sale. I think that March fifth is going to come around. I think that what you said makes a lot of sense. I think that yeah. to go to court, to have to wait all the way to 2022 to actually get a court date is, I don't think anyone wins at that point. Yeah. I think that the best way to handle this, Zemi, would be what you said is to settle out of court. Well, you know, these these class action lawsuits can take several, several years to, you know, to, to dish out or, you know, to finally come to fruition and figure out what's happening. And, and Bethesda by no means is, uh, is a company that like they've had a lot of uh, lawsuits and class action lawsuits against them. Uh, most notably during Fallout seventy six, uh, yes. they had yep. a class action lawsuit. I think um, uh, for for the bag, right? That uh, a lot of people were very upset um, because it was uh, misadvertised. And then I think there was you know talk of another class action lawsuit potentially against Bethesda uh, due to them leaking out the personal information of a lot of people who. Uh, submitted into like their receipts and stuff like that to get a refund for uh, the bagger, um, you know, the, the, the previous uh, drama that happened around that as well. Um, yeah. My personal take on this is, is that I, I, I don't think the acquisition is going to get held up. I think uh, they're, they're going to pay these, uh, these guys, um, you know, a fraction of, of what they're asking for yeah. just mm -hmm. to go ahead and get it through. Um, that's how most of these class, uh, you know, these class action lawsuits actually end. They, they, a lot of them don't even go to court. They just, uh, they just pay out of the pocket because it's just easier and cheaper that way for a lot of these companies to, uh, to get past this type of thing. So I think that that's, you know, ultimately what's going to happen. And, 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 and as far as did Bethesda do anything wrong here? I, you know, I don't necessarily think that they did legally, you know, are, you know, yeah, you can make a case for it, but ethically, I, I kind of don't think that they did anything morally uh, wrong here with, um, with the creator club, um, you know, content and, and, and so on and so forth. But um, ultimately it doesn't matter about morals or ethics. It matters about, you know, the legality of the situation. Uh, but three, but how do you yeah. feel about this? Same two questions. You know, do you think Bethesda is in the wrong here? And what do you think will happen with the acquisition? Do you think that it might get held up um, or do you think it's going to go smooth sailing business as usual? <laughs> well, I see a lot of people that are basically saying like uh, they think this is a money grab and stuff. I actually mm -hmm. looked a, a little bit into it uh, a couple of days ago, I think. And it's it's actually really interesting, like the legal proceedings of Bethesda's lawsuit. I don't, it, it shouldn't affect the acquisition in any way, at, like you were saying, Zemi. And, and I think it's it's already been approved in many other places, the acquisition, like in the UK, and it's almost being approved here in the US. And that's uh, the one, I, I don't mean to interrupt three bit, but that's the one that had everyone worried the most was the EU. Oh, and they, yeah. approved, they approved it with with with, with hardly any uh, pushback whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, is good. So now it just needs to be approved here. Um, and 
All right. So here's the thing. Basically, from what I understand happened, uh, basically the season pass of their games, I guess it was Fallout 76, was supposed to cover. It was was Fallout 4. Fallout 4, okay. Um, Was supposed to cover all the DLC that was supposed Mm -hmm. to come to the game, which it did for a a time. And then Bethesda introduced the Creation Club, which is pretty much DLC. (laughs) And people have to pay for it, uh, which almost defeats the purpose of the season pass that probably made the guy really angry <laughs> and, yep. and making it so people pay more money. And I actually, I don't know, the, the lawsuit is really, it's interesting. Uh, I know it's been in the works for a while and I, and uh, and, um, and everything, but I, I what's interesting if you look at what's actually in the lawsuit is they actually worried about an acquisition <laughs> to avoid uh, legal uh whatever like you know to avoid whatever they're you're trying to avoid like hey make sure that uh an acquisition is not going to happen and they're like oh no it's not going to happen and then obviously it's happening right now with mm-hmm. microsoft purchasing Zenimax. it's also crazy about the whole situation is um initially when this whole thing happened they never made players sign a user agreement in fallout yes. 4 from what i understand so that left them even more open to the lawsuit, which is why I think it's been going on for so long uh, and why it wasn't just thrown out. Because, hey, if if you say in, in this user agreement, like, hey, uh, we may introduce a thing called Creation Club <laughs> and this may uh, be other downloadable content outside of the season pass, that would have saved them uh, like right there. Right? For sure. They didn't. Um, and I think the guy who who's very uh, angry and brought this case forward thought, hey, I bought the season pass and you said in the season pass, I get all DLC, which they reiterated lots of times um, to the fans. And they were like, hey, you know, DLC is going to be free. But Bethesda then introduced Creation Club where you have to pay for DLC. So I, I don't know. I, I think I, I can see uh, a legal case there. I don't think it'll affect anything with the acquisition, but at the same time, there there is, it seems like there is a case to be made uh, there for sure without the user agreement. And you said on multiple occasions, it'll be free. I'm never really on the side of corporations anyways. <laughs> I'm always just, you know, I, I'm just a gamer <laughs> and a, a creator. And um, I, I'm, you know, these are billion dollar companies for sure, but it is an interesting question. Uh, if, if you guys look more into it, I, I, the more I keep seeing, I'm like, ooh, okay, Bethesda, that was a little... <laughs> how do you make yeah. that mistake? It's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, it, definitely interesting. Well, well I mean, sure. the mistake is is usually made from greed, right? Like, that. that's really what it comes down to. And what, now, whether or not that, in fact, is the case here, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. But, I mean, it's it's... I don't know. I don't know. Zemi, do you have anything else you want to add to this? Um, yeah, no. I mean, I, I think that we've uh, pretty much covered it. I mean, this topic is just filled with speculation, right? You know, of, of, of what we think could potentially happen or, you know, and in all honesty, probably what we kind of hope happens, right? Because I think all of us want to see this acquisition go through, right? Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I morally don't think that what these plaintiffs are after is ethical. I, I think that 
Bethesda definitely made a strong enough distinction in what's going to be in the season pass versus what the creators club is. And for that reason, I, you know, I don't really, you know, agree with their side, uh, the plaintiff side, but I, I definitely think that they have a very solid, you know, legal argument uh, as to why um, Bethesda is in the wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, these are all very, very rich companies. Um, and I think that you're onto something, Zemi. I think that at the end of the day, this is going to go out like a church mouse. Uh, a, a bag of money mm -hmm. is going to be handed over. Uh, it's not going to be the billion dollars that they're looking for, which is preposterous when you for when sure. you say when you say it out loud that you want a billion dollars because your fifteen dollars season pass is not uh, didn't get the free DLC. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, but you know, again, it is a class action lawsuit. There is a lot of people involved, and when you have that many people involved, there's a lot of spinning wheels. And people have to agree, and there's going to be a lot of people that disagree, and it's going to be very interesting to see. But I, 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 along with everyone in the chat, and I think you gentlemen here, all agree that this is not uh, that that I don't want to say it's not a big deal because when a company says they're going to do something and doesn't, they have to pay for that. What I'm saying is that in regards to the actual purchase, I don't think this is going to hold it up in any way. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Lucius Augustus. In the chat drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says the way that Microsoft's um, acquisition is happening, it does it does not stop Microsoft from being sued for Bethesda's past problems. The deal will go through. And, and, and yes, interpret. And, and, yeah, and that's right. You, he said trillion. That's right. I, I, I shortchanged Microsoft. They are a trillion dollar company, not a billion. So, yes, your interruption, you are correct in saying so. Um <laughs> Uh, you know what I want to do, even though this was not a topic, and I have to bring it up because, obviously, it is Aliens uh, from Aliens versus Predator. And I do have that trailer, and we're going to kind of talk about it. I don't want to wait till Friday. So let me, let me just stop this. Uh, let me screen share um, what we got going on over here. And I, I want to play that Aliens Fireteam announcement trailer that just dropped. Here we go, folks. I'm going to play it, and we're going to discuss it. Zemi, you're playing this game. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. The sound's off, right? Yes, it okay, is. It, yeah, 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 it's off because I don't want to get uh, sued, and I, I'm not <laughs> a trillion dollar company, so they, they will win uh, with with the with Mr. Boomstick. So he, this is this is the um, multiplayer aliens type. Wow, dude, this is. Wow. I'm watching it for the first time. All I can say is I I, I want to curse, and I, I'm I'm not going to. This is this is right up Boom's alley. Hey, I am an alien. the aliens. I don't. It, it, it kind of looked like that for a second, but maybe not. Oh man, this looks so awesome. good. This looks so freaking good. This this is what video games are supposed to be like. This is awesome. Wow. Um, I am all in on this. Can I put this to repeat? Because I want I want this to run as. Yeah, I'm gonna loop this because holy shit, this is incredible. Yeah. Oh wow. Can you make it full screen? Yeah. Um, can I, yeah, I, I, I guess I can. Steer the mode, multiplayer, full screen. There we go. Bam. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, wow. That's the queen. So, you know, uh, so, okay. So let, let, let's talk about this. This again, um, I don't remember who said it in the chat. Let, let me see. Um, Zemi, uh, can you pull up the, um, while I let this play on my screen, who brought it up in the yeah, super it was, chat? Yeah, it was Nightwolf. It was Nightwolf. Nightwolf 31861. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th thank you so much for bringing this up, Nightwolf. And, uh, dude, uh, let, let's talk about this. This is uh, an unexpected um, topic, obviously. 
and uh, it looks freaking phenomenal. Um, I am all in on this. Uh, so let's let's take this away. Uh, Zemi, we'll start with you. Is this a game? You know, because obviously you you get a little nervous with horror games. Yeah. Are you are you going to play this game? Um, I, I, I'm gonna have to see more and I'm gonna have to 100% know that it's co-op. Um, look, I, um, for instance, um, one, one relation that Nightwolf kind of, kind of said in his super chat was, um, you know, it's like World War Z with aliens. I played World War Z. I actually enjoyed that game. Um, I don't really have anybody that wants to play it now. So, you know, but, uh, but I have no problem playing like scary, co-op games um and if that's what this is then absolutely i would be uh i would be you know interested in in jumping in uh but also you know i need to see more of the game i need to see you know what's the story and 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 more from gameplay and stuff it's kind of hard to really get a good understanding of the game just off of a trailer where they're really controlling everything that you see um so you know for me i'm gonna have to see more before i uh 100 throw my uh my name into the uh into the hat of playing this game but uh no i mean i i, I don't see anything that i absolutely hate no i think it looks yeah. good yeah absolutely so three bit let's get your opinion on this brother uh you obviously are someone who enjoys multiplayer i don't know if you're a big alien freak like i am like i'm well, an alien predator it. kind of a dude <laughs> I mean, I even bought the the Predator game that wasn't great, but was pretty good on the PlayStation. Um, and now we're getting an Aliens game that's like World War Z, which was phenomenal. This is exciting. And, and who's to say that at some point they don't add Predators to this game, which would be insane. Um, are, are you on? Are you, are you going to play day one? Yes, I'm a huge Aliens fan. Nice. <laughs> I love anything Aliens. I love... Uh, I love co-op shooters and, and it seems like they're definitely making a comeback uh, this year with like a second extinction and back for blood. Now this one. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm down. It, it looks like uh, I'm trying to see who the developer is. I keep missing the, the very end, but uh, yeah, this, this definitely looks very fun. <laughs> and I, I, I love uh, the alien. Just, I just love the alien universe. So uh, I'm I'm definitely down to play this game. Uh, I'm wondering, is this third person? It's what it looks like. Third person, three three okay. person co op. That's what it looks like. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm wondering if you could play as the aliens, and I'm wondering is this if if it's more story based or is it more of a uh, sort of like the World War Z game where you're you're just going through different objectives and and basically you're you know you're just trying to survive. I'm wondering like uh, how they're gonna uh, basically outline the gameplay uh for everything it, it looks like you, you're running to the, the different objectives and there's like hordes of them uh it looked like uh there's the little spider ones <laughs> so it's a little bit different enemies in there and stuff that uh, looks fun yeah I'm yeah it, yeah me i'm definitely down with that we uh, also had a new super chat came in from snakewood who drops an outstanding very generous five dollars super chat. Snakewood, welcome to the program, brother. He says this: "Love your show, boom. Keep up the good work." Well, dude, that is awesome of you to say, and greatly appreciated, folks. You don't understand um, when you give your content creator, your favorite content creator, super chats are, are amazing. And uh, like, as a matter of fact, I said this on last night's show, and I'll say it again today. It was because of the generosity of the uh, of the of, of the community. That allowed me to run out and buy a Neo $200 mic. My other mic took a shit over the weekend. And I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Thankfully, 
I had some money tucked away that I got in Super Chats, and here we go. I got my new mic, and we're ready to rock and roll. So uh, besides the Super Chats, it's comments like that, man. They, they go a real long way. Um, perfect example. And I and I don't even remember who the person was. Uh, he, I've never seen his name. So, and you know, he, you know how he's not like one of the – you know he's not a regular when it's just like an L with a circle. Like he doesn't have a, a picture. So he could have been a troll for all I know. So now, as you can see, I have game pay, uh, gameplay. It's it's the newest edition for 2021. I got a new pewter, and now I have uh, the, the capability of doing it. The first comment from this knucklehead, which, of course, will will re- remain nameless because I don't name shame people like that, is uh, that, my, uh, it, 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 that my footage wasn't 4K. Well, you know what? Until someone buys me a $3,000 rig, it's going to be 1080p because that is what the capture card uh, covers. Uh, but it's again, it's it's nonsense like that. Uh, it doesn't even bother me. It's just that when you get messages like uh, from, like you get from Snakewood, trust me, the, the the little compliments they do go a very long way. But I do want to. Um, can I just, can I jump in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Three Bit said that he was curious on who was making this game. Apparently, Cold Iron is making this game, and I just like looked them up online, mm-hmm. and I, I think this mm-hmm. might be their very first game. Um. Uh, because oh, okay. on their website, they don't have any other uh, games listed uh, of them working on. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's Cold Iron, and they seem to be a relatively new studio. Not, wow. Mm. Oh, that's that's pretty interesting. Well, listen, I, I'm going to have some Halo uh, gameplay. I believe this is the tra- – I think this is the trailer for Halo 5, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to bring Halo Infinite. Yeah, it is Halo 5. I'm going to bring Halo Infinite that we saw during the uh, – uh, uh, july event uh, on the back end of this but i, I want to get to the halo topic folks because it's it, it's the biggest topic of the show and it's one that i believe is uh not, not only ultra relevant but one that a lot of people are going to really really tuned in for uh this show to hear and um look it appears based on some new screenshots that everything 343 Industries is doing with uh, Halo Infinite since its uh, July showing looks to be golden. And obviously, you know, these are just screenshots. They're still shots. They're not in motion gameplay. We're probably not going to get gameplay. I I would imagine maybe E3. I think that would be a safe bet. Um, But uh, the uh, the post came from a graphics producer, and I'm not going to try even and and pronounce his last name because it's gonna, I'm just going to destroy it. Uh, it's Alex. Le, it's a French name, and it's let's just say Labi, uh, because I'm, I don't want to butcher this poor man's name. And uh, you know, obviously, he posted this because of the uh, you know July 2020s widely criticized campaign demo, and uh, the team, according to him, has continuously iterate kept iterating on the outstanding graphics and lighting work to deliver a more immersive experience. And that is what they were showing off today. They actually showed uh, a screenshot of, of of Master Chief, I would assume, holding the sniper rifle, and it looked. It looked awesome. Like it looked really, really good. Now, obviously, according to the report, 
the these are work in progress 4K screenshots captured on PC uh, and have been you know specifically selected to show some of the visual details in the game world uh, with a particular focus on the game's time of day lighting system and uh, campaign uh, and uh, which is which is going to be new to the franchise which is pretty dope uh, now this comes to us from uh, campaign art lead Dustin Dinge uh, where he said uh, he called one of if not the largest graphical feature implement implements we've ever done in the engine over the past few years he explains that the time of day system can change the tone and mood of the location depending on when you visit it saying that coming across a mysterious forerunner um oblique uh, during the day may feel peaceful and serene where at night it's going to feel much more ominous and threatening zemi look out uh it, it it says here it really adds some incredible dynamically driven visuals and variety throughout the experience where we were not able to have before now the more we hear about this folks the more I start to get excited. Now, granted, I have been hard on 343, and I, and I think that without being a dick here, I think it's been fair. Um, I do think that they are the studio that Halo needs. I'm never going to say I don't think they have the talent. I was playing Halo 5 last week to record some uh, footage, and quite frankly, the game is probably one of the best-looking uh, Halos we've ever played. Now, I'm not saying the story is up there, but the graphics are just really absolutely incredible. Now, here is where we get into some confirmation, if you will. Uh, our good friend, the community's very, very prominent friend known as Clobriel, had a listing of all the features that are going to be coming to Halo Infinite. And quite frankly, it is a stacked list. And I want to talk about it. And I'm going to break it down right now for you. Uh, first of all, Halo Infinite is going to retain its classic art style, meaning that uh, the OG Halos are going to be well represented, and I think that is dope. Uh, it's going to have an open Halo ring environment to explore, which for me, I know some people like the corridors, and I like the, you know, the tight shooting, and the going from point to point. Again, if you like that, I'm not going to challenge you on it, but for me personally, I love the idea of a semi-open world area where I can go and find my own trouble, and I actually might have a different story than you. I think that is what is going to make Halo Infinite unique from all of the other Halos. We're going to be able to tell stories, these water cooler moments that I might have found something that you didn't, and if they and if they're going to be genuine. Um, procedurally generated throughout the world where it's going to be a living map we're all going to have different stories to tell and if that in fact is the case that is awesome uh, it says here it's going to have a day night cycle which we just talked about and that in itself is dope i can see zemi only playing during the day and not at night unless he's playing with people uh, because obviously he does not like he bought a nightlight for crying out loud folks so he's not going to play this at night um it's halo reach inspired customization which is dope, Zemi. Um, and this is where I get excited. Halo 3, Boom's favorite Halo of all time. I know people may know Reach is mine or OG Halo, Combat Evolved or 4, whatever. For me, the amount, there's a couple of reasons. One, Halo 3 came out on my birthday. 
And Mrs. Boom went crazy. She got me the 360. She got me the cat helmet. She got me all the controllers. It was like a, a it was like Halo had literally landed in the apartment. It was amazing. Um, Halo 3, my favorite. According to this report, Halo, it's Halo 3 inspired equipment, Zemi. Outside of the new stuff like the grapple hook, we could see the bubble shield return and several other of, of fan favorites. Uh, now, this is where it gets interesting, Zemi. Split screen for multiplayer and campaign on the couch. That is a big, big request. Now, for me, it's, I'm not going to use it. But for a lot of people, that's classic Halo. Four-player online co-op for campaign, which I saw um, you know, to great extent in um, Halo 3. That is where I had four-player co-op. I played four-player co-op throughout the entire game. As a matter of fact, the day it launched, I played with three, uh, two brothers and a cousin from Australia, and we beat it on the first night, man. It was just, it was epic. And uh, I just, I, I look forward to doing that again. Fully customizable controls. Now, I don't necessarily know how big of a leap that is, Zemi, but Listen, it's there, and who doesn't like options? And according to this, they're going to have the most powerful forge ever created for a Halo game. And that's a big deal because this community is packed with talent. I mean, again, we can sit here and talk all day, but I couldn't put a forge map together if you if you threaten my life. Uh, and I'm going to look forward to seeing what this community brings to the table. Semi, this is a lot of inf information to break down. Wh where, where does your excitement for Halo Infinite fall? I am still like controlling my excitement levels to the maximum. Um, classic art style, check. I I love it, right? I you know I, I agree that there is definitely problems during the first um, you know real showing of this game, you know graphically speaking. Um, but the art style I really really loved and, and appreciated. Um, the open world Halo ring, you know, a lot of that just kind of depends on how they do open world. And I'm not really going to know how I feel about that until I'm actually the one, you know, sitting, you know, with controller in hand, actually playing the game for hours. Right. Right. Day and night cycle. Um, we've seen, you know, a lot of games kind of introduce this. And I think it's unique uh, that they're wanting to introduce it as well. Uh, I like the idea of, you know, what a place that looks, you know, serene and, and just beautiful uh, and just you know, happy thoughts during the day might look a, a, a bit more ominous uh, at night. I, I do like that idea. I don't know how much exploring I'm going to be doing at night. Um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're pretty spot on with that. Uh, honestly, a lot of games, a lot of games, like I won't do, I'll just like stand there and not move during like nighttime and just wait for it to become daytime. Um, or like, I'll just like uh, hit the select button and time forward until the daytime. I swear to God, most games I do that in because uh, things do get creepy at night. Uh, oh my God, it's that is proven, just so funny. I don't mean to laugh. That, that is, uh, I, you know what? Good on you for being honest about not about fast forwarding time. So you don't yeah. have to play at night. That is hilarious. You know, here's the thing. If nothing else, I'm consistent. Okay. No, like that's I'm true. consistent. That's you know true. what you're going to get out of me. Um, I like you. Halo three is my favorite halo. Um, a lot of people, they're going to disagree and that's perfectly great. You know, that's the great thing about gaming. It's so subjective, right? What I like, what you like might be two very different things. But to me, Halo 3 was has always been my favorite uh, Halo game. When talking about like multiplayer and, 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 and graphics and stuff like that, I still probably put Halo 1 story maybe a little notch above Halo 3, but I really love Halo 3. So having, you know, 
the you know similar uh you know equipment in that game like the same you know look for like uh i guess the guns and and, and you know the like the pelicans and and that type of stuff just like the equipment i guess in general uh is, is a huge checkbox for me like you i'm not uh probably ever going to use the the uh the split screen um feature uh feature right like i i buy my screen because i want to watch everything on the screen right right um and, and then you know that's not that's not for me but i know a lot of people back in the day playing you know halo a lot of people really love to take advantage of that um split screen uh multiplayer and and even you know co-op for for campaigns a lot of people really enjoyed doing that um so i think it's a great idea that they're bringing it back um my overall you know ideas of halo i'm still trying to control my my excitement levels i'm a huge halo fan but at the end of the day like yeah they can show us the graphics they can show us all of this different stuff and and and, and a lot of it's looking really really great and i applaud 343 and xbox for their level of transparency i i think that that's great and that's you know one huge change uh you know of 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 xbox now versus xbox years ago right um and it's something that i enjoy and i applaud but i you know i I don't want to, you know, judge the game off of just its graphics or just its. Um, well, yeah, I mean, everything needs to come together. Right, you and, want a complete package, exactly. And I won't know how all of those um, parts of the game come together to, you know, for my personal enjoyment until I actually play the game. Right? There's there's only so much that you can get from the information that they're giving us. And 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 by the way, the information that they're giving us looks phenomenal. But I won't really have an opinion solidly on Halo Infinite until I'm actually able to sit there and play controlling in hand. I mean, listen, what you're saying makes a lot of sense for sure. I mean, obviously, we listen, if you, if you first of all, we got almost 300 people here uh, and, and most people are there like like, for instance, Chief Nagel. Good friend of the show, been here since I started uh, podcasting. His, his, according to him, his, his excitement is through the roof, and I'm right there with you, brother. Yep. Uh, for me, um, it's been a long time coming since we've had a Halo that makes the gaming world stop. You, you understand? Me? Like Halo Four was great, multiplayer not so much, but the single player. And if you and if you look at those graphics back then on the 360. They were second to none, right? They were, they were, I mean, they still hold up even today, right? Um, Halo 5, listen, we're not going to get into it. Like, we just talked about it. Not the greatest story, multiplayer amazing, but graphically, my God, it looked incredible. So I, I feel that the July setback might have been, you know, they, they might have shown the game before they were ready to show the game under pressure of having to show the game, right? If that makes any sense. Uh, if you look at the game, listen, I've watched this trailer now 150 times. I don't think the game looks awful. I don't think it looks like, oh my God, it's the worst Halo I've ever seen. Sure. Is this some pop in? Yes. Does it have a, does it look like it's playing on the Xbox X, uh, Series X? Not really. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to fix that. One of the things I think that they got right is the fact that we are going to have the banished as the big bad. Now, whether that is Atriox Lieutenant, and then we continue the story after this with going after Atriox himself, I honestly don't know. Um, but the fact that we hear that potentially we're going to get a return of the flood. Now, whether that is in DLC or right from the get-go, again, I don't know, but it's exciting. And listen... If I'm 343 Industries, I hope to God that they bring back Craig. Not because it's my first name, <laughs> but I want to see that story. I want to see them take a trope 
and uh you know and run freaking crazy and make him the first brute ever to join the the the, the umnc you know what i'm saying like l- l- let's get his story the reason why he joined is because atriox killed his family and he becomes like the carmine Right, the carmine of gears, but give him a backstory. I hope that he does come back in a big way. I mean, we know for a fact that uh, they were wearing Craig shirts around the office. They were they, they're, they're trolling themselves. So it, it it's look. I I can say this right now. There are a lot of games coming out in 2021. A lot of games, some of which we know, some of which we think, and some of which we have no good goddamn idea that are coming out. But I'm gonna say this. If there is one game that has me, my hype meter literally breaking every time I talk about it, that gives me goosebumps, it's freaking Halo Infinite. And I think that the year that they needed uh, in between July and when this game comes out, and it's obviously going to be longer than a year at that point, it is going to be a well worth 12 to 15 months worth of polish. And we are going to literally shit our pants when we play this game. And I hope that they do show this at E3. Cause if, if you, if you go date to date, Zemi and three bit July is when we saw this. If they, if they, if we have a mid June E3, it'll be nearly 12 months since we saw this, what we're watching in front of us. And could you imagine what that team could have done in 12 months? And then when you add three months on the back end of that to come out November 15, 2021, that's a total of 15 months. This game is going to be epic, and it's going to be one of those games that we're all thankful that was delayed. This is not going to be a Cyberpunk 2077 return. I think that we're going to literally see the return of the king, meaning Master Chief, and I freaking can't wait. Let's... uh. Three bit. I've talked enough, and of course, I could. I, I that's. I, I, I. My wife says that's about me all the time. Craig, I love you, but sometimes you talk too much. I get it, which is probably what makes me a decent podcaster. But what are your thoughts on this? What well, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of information to break down. We have confirmation from three four three industries, a couple of their big wigs. We also have Clobriel, who's never steered us wrong. What do you think? Oh man, I. <laughs> just as you guys was talking about it, I was just like, ooh, <laughs> I'm just excited for Halo Infinite. I, I can't contain my excitement for, for like Zemi. Uh, I, I just can't. <laughs> it's just, it's past that point. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for this game. It's just like a lot I'm excited about. Uh, with Halo Infinite, for one, it seems like they are being very inspired by a few of the Halos. It seems like especially like halo one right and right. the feeling i got with halo one is is basically what they said they're trying to replicate where you drop on this ring it's very mysterious and you go um out of your ship and then you're in this sort of open world for for that time when halo one first came out 2001 uh i believe is when it first came out Yes, Halo um, 1 Combat Evolved, 2001 launch title with the OG Xbox. Yes, yeah. getting that feeling, but on a, a scale where it's, you know, now obviously better technology is, is going to be insane. <laughs> I really, I'm really excited. I, and some of the people who, who was really commenting on, um, and my, my thoughts are going to be very scatterbrained because uh, Halo is my game, but 
a, a lot of people who are sort of commenting on the graphics in the July showing, I get it, right? I, I get uh, what people are saying, and I agree with it. It definitely had, like, popping and, and, and all that. But, I, I mean, a lot of the people who are bashing on the graphics, it's almost like they never played a, a 343 title before. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I, I agree. Uh, obviously, the the issue with three four three has never been their visuals. It's been their story. It's been a, a couple of other things, but visuals has never been their problem. Like Halo Four, for the three sixty, that was one of the best looking three sixty games when it first came out, uh, for sure. And Halo Five is a beautiful. I, I would game. dare say that it's probably the best looking three sixty game ever. Yeah, I, I would say so. And uh, Halo Five beautiful game <laughs> so uh, to me they're like when i seen the showing and i seen people complaining about the graphics like, okay I, I get it but i i know when i get the game <laughs> that's not what it's gonna be uh based on their history uh, my problem with 343 has never been their graphics it's always been where they've taken the story where have they taken the art style uh away from the original games and there, there's a couple things I, I'm looking forward to in, in Halo Infinite. For one, the day night cycle is interesting. Yes. Um, does does this mean there are? Is this the primary ring we're going to be on? I think I seen somewhere that we are going to different locations. Maybe that's why, like your ship crash, <laughs> you can like sort of go to these different worlds. I don't know. I have no idea um, what they're planning to do with with. Uh, <laughs> this game and and it'd be interesting like this cutscene that we're seeing right now uh seeing that same cutscene at night and that'd be kind of cool I, I don't know uh to what extent the day and night cycle is going to be a thing but i i can really just imagine because the flood has to be in this game right i'm sorry at, at some point I, I, you know what <laughs> you know what i would love to see happen and again this is this is pie in the sky stuff that we're going to be talking about yeah. you know they're going to give you the ability to explore and I hope that because the, we are going to have the ability to explore down ships, this this is this is happening, and this has been confirmed on Halo Zeta, which was a, was a testing facility on the flood. We know that for through the books, right? So I would imagine that maybe a, not initially for the story they're trying to tell, but maybe we're going to be like detectives. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We're going to find a, uh, you know, a, a destroyed base and some rumblings of the flood. And where did they go? We have to go looking for them. Remember, this is supposed to be a 10-year project. See, there's not going to be a Halo Infinite 2. They're just going to continue the story in this open world that they're going to keep building on. I know people get nervous with that. Oh, my God, don't tell me 10-year plan. We think of Bungie. No, no, no. This is, this, they're, they're going to be telling an overarching story that's going to have multiple facets and levels different planets different races yeah. hopefully it's not the prometheans i freaking hated them but you know whatever fine if we have to if run into them eventually we're gonna have to run into them fine um but there's a lot I, of interesting things there especially what you said with uh like the different places that that could totally be dlc like let's say it's a, a very good story beginning to end and since this is being pitched as a live service game and uh this is definitely going to be targeted towards a new audience and also the loyal fan base for sure but uh yeah that'd be interesting to see sort of like in warzone <laughs> you get different maps occasionally but with this you get like different uh i guess story bits it doesn't even yes. have to be master chief um 
but yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for this game. I have <laughs> lots of thoughts going through my head with like the potentials of everything because uh, of my excitement. But to to sort of reel it back in, I, I think uh, the the gameplay pictures they've shown with the sniper uh, really is, is basically showing how much polish they are working on, um, especially with the guns. You zoom in on the guns, it finally has the sort of uh, the metal scrapings of it um on like the edges of the guns now it has grass that actually has uh global illumination and shadows and, and, and um guns look good in the shade now <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of things they improved upon um and it just need a little bit more time in the oven and i know that even this demo that we're seeing right here is is older <laughs> like when they showed it they were like oh, right yeah, remember we saw this in july but this was an older build this was a very older build and i, I again I, I don't think it looks horrible oh it doesn't and um I, I think the fact that we're seeing even better um and they have still a lot of time to polish the, the graphics is, is very exciting to me um, I, I'm excited about the grappler. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I, I think that the, the traversal that they're going to add to Halo again—it's it's a new element. You're going to be able to—I mean, I, I think that it's going to make finding like skulls super interesting, where you're going to have to like you know climb up a mountain or climb up a top of a ship to find a skull, but you're going to have to specifically you know use the grappler to get around. I, I just think there's so much good here. Yeah, I get it. People are like, oh, it doesn't look like it's an Xbox Series X game. I, I hear you. I'm not going to even argue that. But my God, don't we play games for gameplay? I, and I'm not taking anything away from the complaints. I'm not saying that they sh they're not they're not valid. They are valid. And and they showed this game too, too soon. But the end game, the fact that we're getting OG Halo uh, um, uh, you know, development from... Uh, people that were involved in uh, combat evolved, man. Come on, it, I, I, all I have is good thoughts. I'm very excited. Yeah, and just to wrap up, um, I know in the, in the very first trailer uh, they had uh, the Marines. I guess with the uh, they had like the <laughs> signal thing. Uh, I forgot what it's called, um, but basically. They had a signal um, in the very first trailer with the, the tech demo, and they were like walking through the grass. It seems like um, with the side missions, because we we know that since it's open world, most likely there's going to be side missions. There's, yes, it's, it's going to be extra things to do. Um, so probably saving Marines that are also in that ring. Yes, um, I, I could very much see that happening, uh, according to the trailers, and and, and we. I'm sorry, Zemi, but Flood is definitely going to be in there. Oh, I hope they are. No, I hope they are. I hate the Prometheans. I just hope that there is. I mean, I hope there's just plenty of Flood. Just yeah, please. I'm excited. And, and Flood at nighttime. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be. Dude, it's going to bring back a horror element. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> I mean, I would rather have that than the Prometheans. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I, yeah. I do not like the Prometheans. I'm right there with robots. You. It's a little different. It's whack. It's, like, it's, it's just whack. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just not fun to kill. They're just annoying to kill. Y yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. Listen, everyone hates the Prometheans. That's a reality, folks. It's not, you know, when no one's being biased here, it's just, they were just not fun bad guys. They just, they were uninteresting and having to fight the same boss at 17 and a half times was boring as hell. Sorry. Um, but listen, folks, 
we're already an hour and 15, like I promised. 75 minute show, a quick in and out. Not as quick as a video, but I think that I like this format. Uh, we have over 300 people here, which is amazing. I have to catch up on some of the Super Chats. and been quite a few of them. Um, Lucius Augustus. Wow, dude. Thank you for your generosity. He drops an additional $5 Super Chat and says, the way that Microsoft's acquisition is happening. Wait, wait. Did I? Yeah, I, I, I read the first one because I know he said, did I get this one? I'll read it again. He says, the way that Microsoft's acquisition is happening, it doesn't stop Microsoft from being sued for Bethesda's past problems. Problems. Uh, this deal will go through. Yeah, I read it the first time, brother. And thank you for your generosity. You didn't you really didn't have to do a second one? We have. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this name correctly. Jagaj, if I'm not mistaken, it's J I G G A J. If I butchered it, I apologize. But thank you for the outstanding final super chat. And says there is no other game franchise that makes me feel as good and excited. When I play it as Halo, Halo is king. Indeed, it is. Um, Will, Will Smith. Uh, oh, I said Will Smith. Will Sims. I apologize. If it was Will Smith, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, but Will Sims, actually, wow, dude. He drops an outstanding and extremely generous $20 super chat and says, boom, worst case scenario with Bethesda. They would establish a trust to be held in escrow until the case was settled. Money would then be awarded to Bethesda to complete the purchase price or awarded to the plaintiffs if they want. Oh, I, that's a very interesting point, dude. I did not even uh, know that. Thank you for that. Thank you for the generosity. Raiden Blade, friend of the show, he drops. An outstanding fight out super chat says, Hey, Boom, I can guarantee that Craig the Brute would be the most played character I can bank on it. It also, I'm happy to finally support your channel. Well, dude, thank that's, listen, a view is good enough, man, but the Super Chat is greatly appreciated, and trust me, I have turned all of the Super Chats that I have gotten over the last year and some change into some really big, epic giveaways, and I've upgraded all my stuff, and that's why you're getting gameplay in the background, and we're doing all these cool things, uh, and I want to, you know, of course, that, that thank the, the community for, uh, you know, for the assist, and Pixel Bit G, another generous friend of the show, he drops... An outstanding, I think it was $5 Super Chat. Yes, he says, in the docks, they say you will save Marines. Yes, that is so dope. But Prometheans and, Sen and Sentinels will still be in it. Boo. Cortana is still the big bad. I hope drones are back. Yeah, me too. I, I, I love the drones as well. Um, but listen, folks, thank you so much for coming out and supporting this new show. And it looks as if, Zemi, this isn't going to be a timed event. This is going to be something that we're going to continue because... We're getting 300 people and sometimes even more than that to check it out. And that is awesome. I, I love doing Xbox content, but more specifically, I love doing two Xbox shows. And you know what? It would have been a waste of money to have a new intro and everything that Dinero Panero did if I wasn't going to continue the series. So, folks, uh, the Xbox one-on-one -on, -one on Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is going to become a staple in the Double Barrel Gaming Network of shows Four shows a week, four live shows for you, one on Monday evenings, primetime gaming, which last night's was fire. I mean, it was wow. It was probably one of the best episodes of the year. No doubt about it. No guests, just a regular crew and the opinions and thoughts were just 
unbelievable. Uh, if you missed that, definitely go and check that out. Of course, we'll be back here with Zemi, with 3-Bit, with Mr. Badbit. I'm not sure. Uh, Mr. Badbit is um, – he might be taking some time off because – of the loss of one of his dear friends known as the, Nin- uh, the Nintendo guru. Uh, he knew him personally, and obviously uh, his uh, passing was announced yesterday. It devastated the whole community. Um, and uh, I've been putting out there, if you want to donate to the family to help pay the remainder of their medical bills, they do have a GoFundMe that Joe, I believe, was a part of starting, and he might be taking some time off. Uh, so we're not sure. We'll see. Um, we'll see if he if he'll if he's feeling better, and uh, he might join us to kind of get it off his mind. But we'll be back with the regular crew, and we're also going to have a guest on um, uh, on Thursday. Um, and um, oh my God, it's, uh, let me see what heck it is. I I I lose track of we're having so many. Logan Meyer is going to be joining us, and the reason why he's joining us is because he wrote an outstanding piece on lordsofgaming.net about uh, Xbox being considered a second-class citizen in Japan. It was really good, and we're going to be talking about that, and I think that there's going to be some moves happening uh, that's going to potentially change that opinion very soon. And uh, let's get to the outro. Zemi, we're going to start with you. First of all, Tell everyone where they can reach out, strike up a conversation, and potentially scare you with some horrific DMs. But more importantly, I want you to talk about The Constant Gamer. This is a website that not only is doing it right, not only has incredible writers like CMBR, who is in the chat, but you're doing some big things. we got a couple of quizzes up there, one I did, one you did, and we're going to be doing some more content, and I will be contributing a preview for Resident Evil 8, giving my opinions, thoughts, fears, and excitement for it relatively soon. Tell everyone about the constantgamer.com. Yep, so uh, constantgamer.com is uh, the main thing that I'm really working on uh, anymore, like in, you know, like content creation, uh, and, and, you know, in the content creation sense. Um, And it's basically a website like uh, IGN, Kotaku, GameSpot, uh, it, you know, we 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 do gaming news reviews, all of that typical thing that you would expect from a site like that. The the main and, and, and biggest difference is that we try our best to be 100 percent objective and, and to really separate our our facts how or uh, you know from our opinions you know um what actually happened uh, versus how we feel about that which is something that a lot of our uh, a lot of you know news uh gaming media websites just typically don't do um but in addition to that more objective you know reporting on on you know, the happenings in, in, you know, the games industry. Uh, we also have a community section where we are posting quizzes. I'm still working on a uh, on a Mass Effect quiz because, uh, you know, the new uh, trilogy uh, remastered, remake, whatever you want to call it, is, you know, about to uh, come out here in a couple of months. So uh, that's one quiz to look forward to. Of course, Boom just mentioned an, uh, an article that he's, uh, he's working on. And there's just a ton of other things that, you know, is uh, in the pipelines uh, of coming to the website. So definitely give it, um, you know, give it a shot and uh, check it out and let us know what you think about the website. Um, also, for anyone that might be interested in writing for a gaming news website like what I just talked about, um, all you have to do is just go to constantgamer.com, uh, click on the contact us button, then click on the join the team button, fill out a short little application with a writing sample, and I'll get you know right with you as soon as I can uh, to talk about you know you writing for our site. Well, that's awesome, dude. And uh, yeah, I love what you're doing over there. 
I love the honesty. I love the uh, thought uh, thought progression about how to produce content that, yes, can be opinionated, but does not lead uh, or take away from actual fact. This is something that yep. we've seen uh, more often than not uh, in the uh, the gaming media that we have, that at least for me, have a terrible distaste for because of it. I mean, again, I, I appreciate everyone's opinion, but you can't take uh, your opinion and use it as fact and then forget fact. And that's what a lot of what they're doing uh, pulled me away from gaming media, but it's what you're not doing there which is awesome and i yeah. love that Thank uh, you. so so yeah so check out the uh, uh, the constantgamer.com and if you ever wanted to write man give it a shot it's uh it's a lot of fun i mean it's work but it's i think that if you really want to talk about gaming and let people hear your passion for it it's a good place to start and three bit my brother thank you so much for special guesting today of course i can't wait to hear your opinion on all the big topics for thursday where could people reach out to you uh check out what other programs that you were a part of and more importantly subscribe to your outstanding and growing youtube channel for sure um you guys can all follow me on twitter it's the vghd my youtube is the video games hd uh i am on a couple shows i am on uh xbox ultimate every friday i missed last friday because i've been feeling a little bit under the weather i'm feeling better now so thank you uh to all the people who's been messaging me about that um and you guys will see me <laughs> and uh boom probably fighting head to head on saturday <laughs> so that would be a uh, really fun and, and and it's just a it's just a fun um tournament with with all these different podcasters so look forward to that on saturday um it's just major news that just broke. Uh, I, I know you probably want to use this for the next <laughs> show, Boom. Are you, uh, are you talking about the mesh thing? Because as a matter of fact, who just sent me that? It was, uh, uh, Epic Games just acquired the the developers of uh, Fall Guys, who who made the Fall Guys. So that's pretty cool. Holy uh, shit! That just happened. <laughs> that's big. Wow. No, as a matter of fact, something for Xbox popped up. Shishi Mango eight zero eight. Uh, says introducing Microsoft Mesh. It's a new technology that they're apparently you're, you, they're using. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to read up on it. But he says, "Yo, boom! Have you seen this, brother? Could be a game changer, and totally see it being one of the topic shows." As a matter of fact, yeah, I'm gonna give him full credit for it on Thursday. I'm gonna read up on it. I'm gonna write a topic this evening. So that's a that's a yeah. big deal. A lot of but cool wow. announcements today. Yeah, um, dude, I love sure. it. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's where you guys could follow me. Thanks so much, Boom. It's it's always a pleasure being on the show with you and, and special guesting on this awesome uh, show with you and Zemi. Uh, you guys are it's such a, a cool show here, especially that intro gets me hyped every time I see it, <laughs> especially with Senua. She's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, um, that, 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 that's Danero Panero, brother. That guy is talented, has more talent in his toe than I have in my whole body, and I'm glad I'm working with him. Uh, real quick, the last, uh, or what appears to be the last super chat of the day, comes in from Raiden Blade, who drops a second $5 super chat. He says, Imagine if Craig was adopted by humans, but were then killed by the banished. He then takes on a one man army attack to, uh, he uh, takes on a one man army attack to attack the banished. A brutal story dude 343 hire this man hire this man to write your your craig story because i love it i think that's dope dude but listen folks it's been great uh i had a lot of fun today hopefully you did as well and if you enjoyed the show hit that like button share this on social media and of course consider subscribing to the channel if you are new and i'll close out the show with something that's important to me hopefully one day 
It'll be important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad taught me. And I think now more than ever, it's ultra important. He used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. 